Uh, all right, let's 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 get into the word and um, uh, just foundationally, uh, we've been talking about renewing the spirit of the mind. Our foundational scriptures that we've started with is, uh, of course, uh, Romans twelve two. You know, a- after Romans twelve one, when he says, uh, "Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, the least we can do." Romans twelve two, it says, "Be not conformed to this world." but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, so if I don't renew my mind, just like gravity, I'm going to conform to the world, okay? Not because I'm tripping, not because I'm evil. He's having this conversation driving here today. You know, generally, people want to do well. People want to be well. People want to experience some level of success, wonderful relationships, all types of stuff. Uh, no one wants to carry around weight. No one wants to be depressed. Uh, no one wants to go into a drunken stupor or anything, ideally. But because of the, the, uh, the weight of this world that we're born in, um, it carries darkness and it carries weight, you know, uh, because Satan was sent down here. And, of course, Adam and Eve got tricked into giving over the keys, all right, so, so God says, no problem. I always have a contingency. Just don't conform to the world, right? Uh, be transformed. Don't conform, transform. So always be evolving. Don't, see, pain uh, tries to suppress, suppress our growth. You know, like, think about, you know, let's say somebody hurt you, and what is our thought process? That ain't going to happen no more, right? And so what do we do? We come up with our own protective uh, covering or wall or whatever. Now, the tough part about that is once we, 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 we create, I'm going to use almost like a turtle, we create that shell, we believe what? We're protecting ourselves from hurt. That ain't going to happen to me no more. But we're also blocking out help. So at that point, whatever level of wisdom, insight, nourishment we were getting, we ain't getting no more. So, so at the place of our pain is normally where we, we stop our growth, right? right? And so, so God says, oh, 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 no, no, don't be conformed to the world. Don't even, don't even let what it does to you uh, shell you up. It says be ye transformed. Keep evolving. Keep moving forward. Keep taking the next best step from there, right? Keep staying open to help, right? Yeah. All right, so now... Well, we already talked about this. So the renewal of your mind, that's when you agree to change, right? That's a conscious thing. When I renew my mind, I'm changing my choice to, you're going to hear, you hear something today, you go, oh, wow, I see that. I'm going to change. Or you may look in the mirror. Uh, all my life, I've, I've had to go to the mirror to find out where I really was in terms of being in shape. You may look in the mirror and go, whoa. Ah, not the way I wanted it to be. So in that moment, I agree to what? Exercise, right? But uh, as Terrence says, I agree to change. But do we just change because we agree? But we're willing to, right? Right. Uh, We just passed New Year's just a little while ago, right? And we had our New Year's resolutions, right? Right? Now, even before the New Year's, uh, this year, this, this year, hey, this year, it's about to be on. And you, and you know how you feel in that moment? Mm-hmm. And you know what you're thinking. Oh, oh, this year, I'm reaching my goals. You know these goals that we've had for the last seven years, <laughs> right? And then you know how the year start out in that, that first week? 
Now, now I'm saying for the people that really, really, really agreed to change, that first week looked different than any other week. Yeah. Now, for the people that's just making a New Year's resolution, you go, you put it off to the next Monday, right? <laughs> right? You go, yeah, yeah uh, next week, I'm going to do this. And then it just, you never really get to it. But some of us, for maybe a week or two and a half, we were kind of rolling on a New Year's resolution. And I, and I brought that up because remember what you said at the beginning of the year? Supernatural restoration? Right? You remember what you said, Ed? <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's I, had, I, I had mentally assented. I agreed to do this. But why am I not doing it here in April? Because for those watching online, Pastor Mel is a part of the sermon. She said, what happened? <laughs> well, what happened is my default didn't change. What's, on, what's in my core? My conscious changed, but my subconscious didn't change. That's why Ephesians 4.23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, at your core, at the root. Uh, Ed read it this morning in uh, 1 Corinthians 2.11, right? You read that this morning in a discipleship class, and it says, uh, no man knows a man except the spirit of a man that's in him. Just like no one knows God except the spirit. So there's, there's a surface us, but then there's a root us. There's a, a spirit us, right? See, there's a spirit us, a truth us, a reality us on an inner man, but then there's a, a surrogate or a representative on the outside that we show everybody else. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Syracuse. Like, like they, they were hooked up to machines, and they had representatives doing their job all day. They just thought for them. But they had another package. You know, they had somebody that could get abused and arms could break and stuff like that. While they were hooked up to a machine, while they were atrophying, they had someone else living their life. Right? And so we have this representative that always looks like it got it together. But the tough thing about it, some of us have mastered the art of presenting someone that we're not, that we don't get the help that we need. Because people look at the, the representative and go, oh, you straight. Oh, you good. And, and this person was sent in your life with all this stuff, and they get to the location, they go, well, I'm here, but I don't see the person that needs this help. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're right there, right there. According, yeah, no, no. According to the beep, you should be standing. You should be standing right next to him. Yeah, you should be standing right next. There's nobody here. I don't see him. Why? Because if you're cloaked in them, they can't see you. See, I have all these representatives. I've mimicked what other people have done, or what other people say, or what other people think I should be. Instead of being the core of who I am, displaying the cracks in sincerity. That's what sincerity means, display the cracks. And get the help that I need to fill in the cracks. Does that make sense? You got me so far? So we're, we're not just trying to conform, we're trying to transform. All right, we got that, right? Right, and then we want, we're not just trying to be renewed in our mind, our mental ascent, where we agree, we're trying to live out or meditate on what we agree to until it becomes a new habit, yeah. right? So I always use basketball because I play college basketball. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basketball, like I, you know, besides everything else I do, right? 
But the thing is, I had to learn the fundamentals, the core to basketball. Had to learn the core. Tony, elbow reaching the net. I got to, you know, keep the elbow in, right? Whether it's left hand, right hand is the same thing. This suit is kind of little. I can't get my arms up. You know what I'm saying? So I will show you, but, but I might break the suit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, 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 they stitch this exactly the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> right? So, but it's Tony, well, whether it's left hand or right hand, it's the same thing. And what happens is if you do it over and over and over, even under pressure, your default will be that habit. Now my question is, what is our habits that's determining our defaults, our core? Is it worry? Right? Is it, is it control? Right? Is it running in the face of truth? Like sometimes we want the truth, but our default is to run. Like, as soon as the truth comes, whoa, <laughs> almost got me with that one. Woo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> woo, yeah, nice try, though, right? Not knowing that we need the truth to be free, Amen. right? Yeah. Is it, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, and you're not okay? What's our default? Do we, do, do, do we panic, as soon as something come up, do we panic or do we believe? All right, okay, all right, so. Now that I got everybody up in here, right? Let's go to Romans 7, because I want, I want us to understand that we're not tripping. We ain't crazy. Uh, and this is just a part of that natural nature. You know, and I, and I gave this to you, and I'm going to do this real quick before we get to Romans 7. You got those three diagrams for me? The, the natural man, the uh, worldly Christian, and the spiritual Christian? Is it going to take you a minute? You can do it right away? I, don't, I was about to pick with you. All right, let's do natural person, natural person, natural person. Can we do the natural person? Can we do it right away? <laughs> These are my people. I'm just, they, they, we have great relationships here. They know I'm just playing, right? All right, so uh, the natural person. So we talked about this, and you have here represented that circle is the body. You have sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, and touch, right? Feelings, right, how we operate. Right, then you have within the circle, you have the soul. You have the mind, will, and emotions. It doesn't have it indicated here because this is a part of our discipleship class, but your imagination is there and your, your intellect is there too. That's what's in the soul, right? The soul of man. It's your choice stage. That's where you make your choice. That's where you agree. Then, on, on, uh, then you have, you can see on the outside, on the top there, because you see the spirit and the flesh within this, this, this channel here. And you see up on top, the, uh, uh, that's really like a doorway. It's closed to God, and the spirit is almost canceled out. Spirit doesn't have a voice, doesn't have a choice, right? This is the natural person, but look at the doors open to the flesh, and Satan has full access to the flesh. That's when we're in the natural. We're not trying to be evil. We're born in, born in sin and shaping in iniquity, right? And sin did my mother conceive me is what it says in the book of Psalms, right? And so what does that mean? That means... I could say, in gravity, did my mother conceive me, right? None of us try to sit in this room, but we're subject to gravity. If we wasn't, we'd all be floating around the room, right? You know, uh, I do, uh, uh, I my working out with me, it's like, what are you doing? Like, so I do, I do, a, I do leg uh, lifting, so I have, I have two sets of legs. Um, then I have this, uh, this, what I try to do five days a week is very difficult, but 100 reps of 100 and, 
190, 110, maybe like 135 pounds. So I'll do 100 reps, and then I'll do 40 reps of a few plates, and then I'll do 30 reps, then I'll do 20 reps, and then I'll do 10 reps of these plates. Then I'll do uh, uh, some other stuff, right? But I also do uh, jump boxes, you know, where I'm not going to do it. I think I broke a chair, almost broke a chair last time, right? I didn't break the chair. It just sounded like it was about to break. But I do jump boxes. So, you know, just, you know, where jump. But that's me, me going against gravity. See, all that resistance in my legs is going to help me to jump. You see what I'm saying? See, see, but if, if, but if, I, don't, if, if, if I don't do something to, to go against the resistance or operating aerodynamics or the law of lift, I'm subject to what? Gravity. Sitting around like we're doing right now. Same thing in our lives. If we don't do anything, we're subject to sin. Not because we're trying to be evil, because that's, sin is like gravity in the world. Now, again, we categorize sin as, you know, maybe somebody doing a devil worshiping thing or somebody murdering and killing. But disobedience, not being obedient to God, anything that's going to keep us out of the connection or presence of God is sin. You take a fish out of water, it dies. You take a tree out of the ground, it dies. Take man out of God. He dies. Now, someone, someone's saying, I've been out of God for a long time. I'm not dead. Oh, you are dying on the inside. You just don't realize it. That's where the, the depression comes from, right? All right, so now we go to the, the worldly Christian because we, we need to open our lives up to God, right? So we go to the worldly Christian, and you notice it's open to the spirit man now, is, is now has a voice, but it's open to God. But the tough part is the bottom is still the same. The flesh still has access, Right, so that's when the scripture says in Romans, uh, Romans 8, we're carnal-minded, fleshly-minded. See, now we're, there's a mixture. Uh, someone made the comment, how much water does it take to put, how much dirt does it take to put in the water before you say it's dirty? Put a little bit in, is it 90% dirty? <laughs> you know, you put a little bit of dirt in the water, you go, oh, I'm just going to drink the 90% that's clear and not the 10%. Don't work that way, right? The whole thing dirty, right? And so, so now we're worldly Christians, carnal Christians is what it says. I'm carnal-minded is what Romans 8, 5 through 8 says. You can see that they that are after flesh-minded things of the flesh, right? Or it means I'm fleshly counseled, not spiritually counseled. Spirit has a voice, but the flesh is the dominant voice, right? The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, remember I had two chairs up here. I set the flesh down. I set the spirit down. You get into a situation because now you're a Christian and you get into trouble, you make a decision that causes pain or depression or it costs you. And you sit your spirit now and you go, spirit, I don't understand. Why are you in my life? Look at this mess, right? And the spirit goes, ho, 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 ho. Slow down, slow your roll. Now, I'm willing to help you to do the right thing. But let's, let's look at this. You went to church Sunday. The sermon was, for the most part, an hour. Got some praise and worship in. We'll add that 15 minutes, right? All right, you have some fellowship after. We had another 15 minutes. That's an hour and a half on Sunday. Uh, can we look at your calendar for the rest of the week? Did you, yeah, the flesh got to watch the movies it want to. It got to drink what it want to, smoke what it want to. It got to look at, in the wrong way, I won't get all deep, things that it wanted to. So you, the flesh got fed all week. Like, like, so when I went to stop the flesh, he bowled me. I didn't have the strength to remove his voice and to speak my voice because, hey, I'm like malnutritious here. Feed me. Like, 
I'm the willing, but you feeding the weak, right? right so, so that's what the process is. You understand what I'm saying? And so, so that spirit on the inside is trying to assist us in how to navigate through life, right? But we got to renew the, our core, our default. We got to flush the flesh out, and that brings us to our spiritual Christian. So the spiritual Christian, you see at the bottom, the flesh ain't even crossed out. What is it? Crucified, right? Right? I cru- crucified, right? You know, Galatians 2.20 is up there. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm buried with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I live. It's Christ who lives through me. So now I'm not making a choice. Christ is making a choice. So you see that? I'm open to God, close to Satan, but the flesh is crucified, right? Now, that's when I'm at my core, I'm led by the Spirit. They that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Not they that are led by the flesh. Not they that talk about Christ, but are led by the flesh. Right? Not they that come to church, but are led by the flesh. So you, can come, you know you can come to church and be led by the flesh, right? It was like a few people said, mm, and y'all should have seen the other faces. Which you um, Okay. <laughs> All right, so anyway, <laughs> now we can read Romans 7. Let's go to Romans 7, and we'll start here. At verse 14. So this is kind of when we're in that worldly Christian phase, not because we're trying to be, we just figure, hey, I come to church, you know, what's the big deal? You know, it don't take all that, right? Now, verse 14 says, and, and I, I know I'm reading this out of the King James Version, but work with me, I'll try to explain it. It says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal or fleshly sold under sin, meaning I was born into this sin, Right? Right? Verse 15, it says, for that which I do, I allow not. So, so did you ever see somebody tell you not to do something, they're doing it? Right? Yeah. And, and you, ever, you ever see somebody say they don't want to do something that they're doing? Yeah. Right? And this is saying, that which I do, I wouldn't even allow. It says, for what I, for what I would, that I do not. The things I really would allow, I don't even do those things. It says, but what I hate, that do I. The things that I hate, I find myself doing. I can't stand them. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I'll, be there, I'll be right there in five minutes. Ooh, man, I can't stand them. Man, I'm going to see them. They get on my nerves in the car driving. <laughs> you didn't go, I, I might come. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. He was like, oh, I'll be there in five minutes. Like, first. Like, I'm, I'm, listen, you're going to be there early and you come to church. Can't stand the person. The whole time you're sitting there, ooh, ooh, I don't even know why I tolerate you. Why are you even in the place? Anyway, all right, all right, so sorry, sorry, my bad. My people out there on TV, my bad. You can sit back down. You have to get up. Don't get no biscuits now. Too late. It says, so, so if then I do that which I would not, so it's saying if I do that which I really wouldn't do, I consent unto a law that it is good. So he's saying, I'm doing that which I don't want to do, but if I do it, I'm saying this is the good thing to do. What I don't want to do. What I hate. Okay? It says, now then it is no more that I do it. Oh, oh here we go. But sin that dwelleth in me, I ain't flushed it out. Right? It says, for I know that in me, look, look, here we go with your flesh again. That is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. 
See, the spirit isn't dealing with the flesh. The, fear, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. There's no good thing in my flesh. I'm doing me. You know what that means? I'm doing flesh. Yeah. Oh, I messed up with one, one of y'all little things, huh? I'm saying y'all. I don't normally, I normally say we, but I don't say that, so I can't. I can't join y'all on this one. You know, normally I'd be like, we messing up our thing, but I can't say our if I don't do it. I'd be lying, right? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not doing me. I'm doing Jesus. Amen. All right, so <laughs> it says, so there, uh, in my flesh there are no good things. It says, for to will is present with me. That's the spirit. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. It says, for the good that I would, okay, so for the good that I would, I do not. So the good that I want to do, I'm not doing. But the evil which I would not, that I do. <laughs> it says, now if I do that, I would not. So if I'm doing the things that I would not do. I know this is King James, so I'm trying to explain it. It says, it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. There we go again, right? It says, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. It says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, oh, here we go. My default, my spirit man. It says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. When it says law, it's talking about a fixed principle. It's a fixed, gravity is a fixed principle. You You can say, I don't like gravity. It doesn't make a difference if you like it. You still sitting here, ain't you? Ain't nobody floating. It's a fixed principle. The sin nature is a fixed principle. You got to do something to be above it. So you know when you say, hey, hey, I'm not for God or against God. I'm just, I'm just chilling. No, you're not. If you're not for God, you're in sin. Not because you're evil, trying to be evil. It's a fixed principle. That's what we were born into. That's why the scripture said we must be born again. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like, I was born this way. Okay, we must be born again. Pick a category. I was born this way. I was born that way. I was born this way. We must be born again. All of us. Otherwise, we're subject to sin, things that's going to separate us from God. Does that make sense? Once again, did I call anybody evil? Because you might not. Paul, Paul wrote this. Well, three-fourths of the New Testament, he said, things I'm trying to do, I ain't even doing. So he, but, but the difference between Paul and us, instead of fronting, I got to go deeper. There's something operating without my permission on the inside of my body. <laughs> so I got up saying what I was going to do, but something's operating inside my flesh that did opposite of what I said I was going to do. And then the more I say I'm not going to do it, the more it drags me. It just be, just be dragging me like, like some type of puppet. See, we, we go, I'm doing me. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. Ain't nobody telling. And you being dragged around by sin the whole time. So we fronting. Right? Okay. If we're doing what we really believe we want to do, why are we so fulfilled? Right? Every time somebody see you, what was happening? Oh, I'm wonderful, man. Just wonderful. Everything's great. Phenomenal. Inside out. Why is everything so great? Because I'm doing what I want to do. 
and nobody's telling me what I want to do. And the things that I want to do makes me so exhilaratingly happy. <laughs> I just want to share it. That's what's happening. But sometimes nobody can't talk to you. Sometimes they're afraid to approach you because they think you're going to snap. Because we're not fulfilled. Our cup is not running over. It's empty. Right? I said hour. See, didn't I say hour? I said, yeah, all right, just. That might have been a lie too. Because <laughs> I, I am fulfilled. <laughs> I don't know if I can join y'all on that one either. I might have to take that back. Yeah, I am fulfilled. Oh, no, no, I'm not satisfied. But I'm fulfilled at this stage of my life. I have not arrived. But I like, but, but I like this, this destination. Right? I love this destination. Oh, I'm going to keep on going. It's, I'm inspired. Every level I go to, it inspires me to want to go to another one. Yeah, so I, I am fulfilled. I'm content in whatsoever state I'm in. All right, so, so I probably can't join you on that one either. You're breaking brand new on us. You used to roll with us. I can't roll with you everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? You on your own on that one. All right, so, so Paul's mind had to be renewed, but, but uh, what did I end? I ended at 21. Did I read? I didn't read 22, did I? All right, so 22 is what I'm reading, right? It says, for, it says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. It says, but I see another law. Oh, I did, I did read that. Warning is law of my mind. So I'm at 24. I'm at 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me, look, from this body of death? We showed you the body. Body, the, our feelings will kill us. I'm just helping you out right now. If you don't believe it, our feelings will kill us, right? It says, so it says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, uh-oh, born again. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. So what he's saying is, now, now when he says with my mind, that's, that's, of course, located where the soul is. What he's saying is, I'm going to choose with my choice station to serve the law of God. But my flesh is going to, at that time, always try to influence me, what? To do things that, that is going to be opposite of God, right? And, and the flesh is operating off of a fixed principle, a default. So I can't trust the flesh. Flesh trying to kill you. That's why we're aging. That's why we can sleep all day. We can sleep purpose, dreams, and vision away. Right? If we wake up every day looking to sleep, we're in trouble. Right? (laughs) I'll just be keeping it real with y'all. I love y'all. All All right, so it says, so so when, this is the thing, when circumstances hit hit us, a lot of times, the the, uh, remember we talked about how if the mind has been corrupted by sin, for it to stay in sin, it needs to use reasons or it has to have strongholds for us to do with things outside of God. So when circumstances hit us, we tap into reason and try to hustle it away versus yielding to obedience and experience the impossible uh, in the midst of, as we were talking about on Wednesday, a prosperous reign unfavorable conditions. See, our, our natural man runs from un, to being uncomfortable. But the spirit man, the spirit man is like an eagle. The natural man is like a sparrow. 
Sparrows see a storm, they run it. Eagles see a storm, they're excited because they know that storm is going to take them to another level. They're not intimidated by the storm. They're using the storm for their advantage. They need those winds to soar at heights they've never been before, right? And so that our spirit man is excited when storm comes. Our spirit man is counted all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different tests and trials. Knowing this, the trine of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work that you be perfect, entire, lacking nothing. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Amen. See, our spirit man understands the system. Oh, this is a good test. Ooh, boy, when we come out of this one, it's going to be sweet. The, the flesh is like, ah, ah, man, see, God, why are you taking me through this, man? See? Man, that's our flesh. Spirit man is like, ooh, bring it. Two different operations, right? So that's why we want to be led by the spirit because the spirit ain't going to panic in the midst of certain things. And we want that to be our default, right? We want that to be our default. All right, so let's, 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 just a little deeper. You know, I have some other stuff, but just so we understand spiritually and naturally. So how do I renew my mind? How do I renew my mind? Now, because we're talking about renewing the mind, and that's the corrective lenses of our conscience. That's when we start to, we correct what our, what we agreed to, right? Mental assent, right? All right, but then we, we're talking about renewing the spirit of the mind. That's the corrective lenses of your subconscious, your default. See, see uh, so we talked about this week, we have a Bible study fellowship. Where we have prayer from 5, to 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., Monday through Friday. And right after that, we have a Bible study fellowship from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And so, so we've been walking through Genesis, having some wonderful discussions. And so we're walking through some different situations where people had dreams. So we walked through Jacob. He had, a, he had a dream. He saw the angels descending and ascending. All right, we talked about Joseph. Joseph had a dream. And Joseph's dream um, basically was he was going to rule over his entire family, which caused him to be sent to slavery, locked up prison, all types of stuff. But eventually it came true. Now, I taught on dreams a long time ago, and I think I'm going to bring it back because it kept coming up uh, this week. But the thing about dreams, you know it's a dream from God when, when you, right before you fall asleep, you had a dream, or right before you wake up, and you, it's vivid, it's clear. It's not, what was that dream? No, you, it's detail. And you should write those things down. Now, some dreams are warnings. Sometimes you're sitting in what somebody else is going through. You're looking through the lenses of somebody else's eyes. You know, so a lot of times we'll dismiss a dream. We're going, well, I don't even have a relationship with that person, with this, that, and other. No, you don't, but you're looking through the eyes of the person that does, right? So, so, so dreams are, uh, it'll, it'll give you a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. You know, word of knowledge is what's happening in a person or your life or, or, or what has happened. Or a word of wisdom, what could happen in the future? You know, we call everything prophecy, but everything's not prophecy. Prophecy is God actually speaking through an individual, right? All right, so again, now, why am I talking about dreams? We're talking about uh, the renewing the mind and spirit of the mind because the world has worked hard to get you to do stuff without thinking about it. You know, that scripture, Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to the world. The message says, don't fit into the world without thinking about it. 
So what they do is it's called flash flooding. I used to, uh, when I worked in corrections, I used to teach on subliminal messages. You know, there's so many subliminal messages in images. Cartoonists actually send messages back and forth to each other while you watching it. But, but, but the world trusts that we don't pay attention. We're too busy to pay attention. That was another message that we taught back in the day. All right, so, so why do they flash flood? Because I, need, I don't need you consciously aware of the information I'm trying to give to you because then you may choose not to receive it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to offer you information so you, you understand and then make a choice. I'm going to make the choice for you. I'm going to bypass your conscience and go right to your subconscious. That's what a subliminal message does. It speaks to your default. So you're in a movie theater and you get your first watch, first look, or whatever they call it, and you get this 30 seconds. In 30 seconds, there's messages. Within that message is, is get some Coke and popcorn. Now, you couldn't wait to see this movie, and you're at the beginning of the movie, and you're like, ooh, ooh, but you're like, man, I got to give me some Coke and popcorn. So you're willing to go out, get in line, miss the first part of the movie. Why? Because something was fed to your subconscious, Right? For what you purchase, what you buy, uh, why, you can, why you're conforming to this culture that Natalie talked about in her message, all these little different things, going right to your default. No, no, they're not going to your receptionist, that's your mind, and offering you to have a choice to receive them deeper. No, we're going right to the depths. So God has done something to bypass all that. It's called dreams and visions. And so when you get a dream and vision, what's, especially a, a night vision, when you get a night vision, you're, because you have, you, have, you have day visions too, you have uh, uh, open visions during the day where you actually go into a trance and something is fed to you, visual and picture form. Night vision is you sleep. But, but are you sleep, sleep? No, your conscious is asleep. So God can go right to your subconscious. If you go to First Kings, First Kings, uh, three, that's when he talked to Solomon about the wisdom he was going to give him. Or Solomon asked for wisdom, and he says, well, I'm going to give you wisdom nobody ever had because you wasn't thinking about yourself, and I'm going to give you wealth nobody ever had. And if you keep my commandments, I'll give you a long life. Right? Yeah. If you see it, it was all, the, the whole transaction took place in the dream, but the manifestation took place in the natural. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's why you can't blow off dreams because sometimes... You know how we could be in our head, we got a lot of noise in our head, we, worst case scenarios, we worry a lot. Well, even if God sent you the information, you probably think your way out of it. So what he got to do is catch you when your conscience is asleep and speak to you in dreams, right? So, so, so he's trying to get right, see, see, doing the same thing but God's way. Bypassing your conscience, why, why is God bypassing your conscience? Because your conscience will talk you out of it. So now I can get all the information to you because sometimes God can't get the information. You don't, the first piece of information, well, that can't possibly, this, that, that. Well, what about this? This might happen, this might happen. He ain't even finished this conversation yet. But when you sleep and you can't get in the way, he can download all the details, right? To what? Your spirit man, right? Because your spirit is indeed willing. Your flesh is weak. God ain't trying to speak to the weak. Because the weak is going to be afraid to do anything that's impossible. See, for the, for the weak, it has to make sense to my intellect. It ha- I got to feel like it. But to the willing, the spirit man, oh, well, I don't care how it look, how it feel. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Right? Does that make sense? 
And so, so, so this is so we have to renew our mind. Um, and in and, and, and the process of doing that, we have to abort our thoughts and doing our own thing for God. We have to abort our thoughts and doing our own thing for God. Let's look here at Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Right, if, 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 if you stay with me, be patient. I know some of this stuff is, is, is detailed, so that's why we're doing it multiple weeks. But if you really, really get a hold of this thing, you'll see that's why I've been doing that. Like you got greatness sitting on, on the inside of you. Like just sitting there. And the trip is God been sending messengers telling you his greatness. Oh, man, you could do this. And you'll hear it in that moment and then blow, blow, blow it off. Like go right back into your default. It's too difficult. It's too hard. Everything great goes through the agony first. Then it goes through what? From agony. Then it becomes an appetite to want to do it. And then it goes to amusement or pleasurable. But you don't get right to pleasurable when you're doing something you never did before and you got to prepare for something that's impossible because God's preparing you to handle it. Listen, if God shows you you can do something, I'm telling you right now, you can do it. The issue and the preparation is not just to, to prove you can do it. It's to, prove, it's to prepare you to handle it. See, it's a guarantee you can do whatever God has showed you. It ain't no guarantee you can handle what it's going to produce. So you get overwhelmed and it's temporary, right? That's, that's what the tutors and governors are, are, are for, for the appointed time of the Father. So Isaiah 55 and uh, verse 6, verse 6, it says, uh, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked, the twisted, forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy on him, upon him and to our God and he will abundantly pardon. Now, now this is the thing. This is mostly all of us when it's like when we say let the wicked forsake his way. Yeah, they sure need to forsake their way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Yeah, they need to get their thoughts together. We see, see, wicked is twisted. Is using what God has designed other than what he purposed it for. So I, t- I just twisted the use of it. You know, like when I was out uh, growing up in Newark in, in the hood, I was influencing people. I was encouraging people to do the wrong thing. So I was twisted. Right? Right? And then uh, unrighteous. I wasn't in the presence of God. So... I was reading through this. Uh, uh, we have a, uh, with, with, we're learning spiritual authority on Saturday mornings in our uh, Bible school. And so I was, you know, I got get, get out ahead. I was reading through the book. And I was just, it was, it was interesting how it was just talking about how a lot of times we don't, we don't respect the fact that we're not God. And we're not righteous. But we make decisions as if we are. Like, we make decisions, uh, like I talked about yesterday in class, absolutes. Oh, I don't believe that. You don't believe that from what lens are you looking through? Righteousness? Purity? Holiness? Now, now, now drop your rocks. The scripture says, be ye holy as I'm holy. Be ye uh, perfect as I'm perfect, complete. It's saying that should be our goal. But sometimes we're not sanctifying ourselves at all 
but we're actually uh, deciding whether we want to do God things. And then we're looking at somebody else that's doing God things like, you idiot, you fool. But what lenses are we looking through? Just like gravity, our lenses are clouded if we were born in this world. We have to fight for sight. Around here, we talk about fight to see. If you ain't doing nothing to fight to see, you're blind and you don't know it. I can't join you on that one. Well, I can join you. I'm blind and I don't know it if I'm not fighting to see. If every day I'm not trying to, to take on the word because I'm cleansed through the word, take on the word because the interest of the word bring of light gives understanding to the simple. If I'm not trying to take in light, I'm walking in darkness, but I think I can, I'm, I'm, I can see. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. Seems right because there's skewed lenses. Not because the person's trying to be evil. They don't know the effect of just resting in the world. The world is dark and clouds you without your permission. So we, 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 we position ourselves from pain, not because we want pain, because we don't understand we got to fight to see. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I know that's, again, that's hard. So it says, uh, the righteous man is thoughts, God will abundantly pardon. Let me read verse 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, save the Lord. So he's saying is, and, and this is the thing, sometimes we assess God. I'm, I'm going to use you. I was about to ask you, could I use you? Could I, well, could I use you? I said, we was in class yesterday, and we were, t- we were talking about, uh, who was he talking about? Was he talking about Nadab? Who was we talking about? Touch the ark. Wasn't that? Wasn't that? Uzzah. Uh, so basically, they're moving the ark back, to the, the, the ark of the covenant, back into the kingdom. The Philistines just took it. And so moving it back, they put it inside of a cart. They don't know what to do with the ark. They weren't giving no instructions. They put it inside of a cart. All right. David didn't inquire the Lord, which is, we find out David inquired the Lord a lot. This time he didn't. So they're bringing the ark. He said, well, bring the ark just the way it is. So they're bringing the ark on the cart. The oxen's are moving. And the oxen's, you know, they're tripping and falling. So the ark tips and Uzzah touches it. He dies. Because there was a fixed principle. You can't touch the ark. And everybody in Jerusalem understood the priests were designed, put the ark up on their shoulder and carry the ark. Priests going to move different. Priests were trained to carry that thing. Priests is agile. What? You know, they, 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 they're not just, <laughs> no, no, they're like, whoa, whoa, watch your step. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, I'm taking a step to the left. All right, we're taking a step to the right. All right, let's go. We're moving forward. Left, right. Oh, right, oh, 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 oh. We got to get around this together. Because they know we couldn't tip the ark. They took that for granted. They walking around, left some ox with no mind. The, the oxen just go, <laughs> and it tips, and he touches it. But when you're closer to the kingdom, the consequences are heavier. Closer you are to God, you cannot be casual. So when she brought it up, she was like, well, I just don't understand why this happened, this, that, and the other. I said, that's the whole point. We, don't under, we wouldn't understand because we're playing off of what? How we see. We're not playing off of 
how, see, we've gotten further from God. They were closer to God. So the consequences are severe. And I, was, I, I shared yesterday, they're severe now. We just can't, we, we playing around with God. Throw up God in the midst of throwing up some type of a devil worshiping sign or something. You know, we'll wear a crystal and lift our hands up to the Lord at the same time. <laughs> I just messed up some of my crystals, didn't I? So what? I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, y'all. I can't, I can't guarantee you. If I said Jesus in certain environments, they'd be like, man, nobody's trying to hear that Jesus. So I can say, I'm not trying to hear your crystals. How about that? Oh, somebody got a crystal. You, you got a crystal out there? Just throw it away. You're all right. Just throw it away. Call me up. I'll tell you why. All right. So Colossians 3, verse 2. Colossians 3, verse 2. Because I'm trying to renew my mind, right? And I'm trying to recalibrate my mind. And I have to abort my thoughts for God's thoughts because I realize God's thoughts are different from my thoughts. But I want to line up with how God's way of doing things, his thinking. I want to take on the mind of Christ, Philippians 2, 5, right? And so the scripture says this in Colossians uh, uh, 3, verse 2. It says, set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. So now I have to reset, calibrate myself. Now I have to play off of things above. And now when I'm making choices, how does it line up or harmonize with the kingdom? Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things out of me. So now I'm not living in the world and deciding what godly things I want to do. I'm living for the king, and I'm determining if this, these operations in the world are going to pull me away from God or bring me closer to God. Now, now, that, am I going to walk on water just because I mentally agreed to that today? Nope. But I also shouldn't dismiss it because I don't think I can do it. If we was at the uh, Ed's class this morning, Ed, Ed, your class was, what was the title? You taught it. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> uh, anybody know what the class was? Last week was about your personality. Supplying your need. There you go. So it says, uh, so my God says, plow all you need according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus, right? That's what scripture says. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> she said, she said, she said, go check the video out of it. Right? So, but the interesting thing is Ed brought out a point because it was like, you know, doing God's will. How can I do God's will? Everybody has this same thing. Am I going to be able to do it? So we dismiss things if we don't think we can do it in our own strength. Newsflash, we can't do God's will in all strength. None of us. I'm on the same team with y'all on this one. The scripture says in John 15, 5, apart from him, we could do nothing. Ed quoted the scripture today, be confident in this very thing that he that's begun a good work will perform it. And then that's Philippians 1, 6. Philippians 2 says he'll work in you to will and do his good pleasure. Uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 24 says he'll call you and also do it. He just needs you to give the vessel back. To present yourself as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto him. And after that, he go, I'll take it from there. But you got to be obedient as I'm taking it from there. You got to 
You got to let me be the Lord of your life, not just your Savior. So you got to let me, oh, no, no, I know where you're at already. You know, uh, in the movie The Matrix, they would get stuck, you know, when they was uh, in the Matrix. They would get stuck in certain situations. So they would call the operator, and the operator would guide them out. Holy Spirit would guide them out, right? He's like, okay, just make a left here, make a left here, make two rights here. All right, we'll, we'll keep going there. Oh, there's some agents over there, some demons. Okay, well, just go over here. So, so he was guiding them out, but they had to listen. They didn't have time to go, well, why do you want to make a right? What's, what's, what's to the right? No, ain't nobody got time for that. Just make the right. They don't know what's at, in the, on the right. They were just following the leading. And this is what we have to do. When we're trying to come out of this world of sin, hey, man, just follow the leading. Right? Take the next best step from here. Right? Man, I ain't, I ain't taking no steps till I know where I'm going. You've been doing this for the last 20 years. You start hanging out with them, you didn't know where they were going. If you knew you was going to get in that trouble, you wouldn't have hung with them. You got your heart broke, you didn't know where that relationship was going. If you didn't know that, you wouldn't have gotten a relationship. Oh, so you've been walking by some type of faith, just ain't been led by the Spirit. Everybody in the room. So what are we doing? You done blew all that money. Yeah, I'm bringing it up because the Lord told me to. I know you ain't wanted to you try to just pretend it didn't happen. All that money because you weren't led by the Spirit. That, that was some type of faith. Wasn't Bible faith. <laughs> Might have been more risk. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God is saying, set your affections on things above what I equipped you to do, because God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, Romans 12, 3. Now, but I just need you to use it for what I designed it for. That's all. Now, let's play off of God things. That's all. Let's play off of God things. Yeah, but what about this? What, what are they going to think? I've already committed to them. They're going to think I'm, 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 I don't know, I'm soft, I'm weird, or whatever. They're going to think just what they're thinking now and ain't telling you. Because you don't fit. They talking about you. They talking about you right now because you came to church. See, you think I'm playing, but I'm not playing. They talking about you all the time. Every time you leave the room, they talking about you. Give them something to talk about now. As you keep elevating, give them something to be mad about. Because you know when you do this the right way, people are gonna, you're going to make people uncomfortable. You're going to get some people mad. Oh, then you go go trying to live for God now. Oh, so you breaking brand new? You was my drinking partner. I was your sinking partner too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping off that train. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we we already experienced this excruciating weight. Why not? get the benefits of fulfillment. I'm not just saying this because I was a pastor. I had to make these changes. And I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know how to, I was like, Lord, how are we going to navigate? I tried to make adjustment excuses. Nah, man, you know, I'm just doing some things differently. I was trying everything. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I ran out of stuff. Only thing I had left was the truth. <laughs> you can do it. Like, you can do it. <laughs> All right, so, so, so God, see, 
we can't be led by our emotions as we're, we're doing this because emotions are designed to, uh, God designed our emotions to be a gauge, but not a guide. So it's a gauge of, you know, you sense something, you feel something, but, but you're not supposed to be led by your emotions. Emotions can't, can't lead you. Emotions change like the wind. It's based on circumstances. Favorable circumstances, emotions. You, you, you ever like, you, you sad, and somebody give you money, you feel good, and then you spend up all the money, you sad. <laughs> you, know, you know, or somebody said, you know, you, you already said, I'm done with this relationship. And you're talking to, you talk to man, I'm, I'm done with that. Man, she tripping, man. I'm, listen, I'm telling you what, I ain't want to be played, you know. So we having a great conversation. Man, I'm, I'm through with that. Then I get a phone call. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, well, but what? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I didn't look at it that way. All right. Well, come on over. <laughs> but you just gave your speech. It's a good one too. You were serious. <laughs> and then for 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 that day, I'm gonna give you a day and a half. I'm gonna add a half. <laughs> for that day and a half, it was cool, right? You know, yeah, you know, because you know, I was about to be done with you, you know. Um, but you know, you're all right, you know, because they hit you with, with this one. You know, we done been through a lot together. <laughs> and that's supposed to be it's okay. But if you really looked at the lot you've been through, that should be like, now that you brought that up, <laughs> right? right. Uh, did you understand what I'm saying? How do you, 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 you get back into the same situation? And then a day and a half later, you realize why you had the other conversation. <laughs> and then you're going back and having the same conversation. But after a while, that person's looking at you like, did you hear of this conversation so I can... I got something else I got to do, you know, because you ain't serious. <laughs> Same thing, different day. At first, they was like, yeah. Now, they're like, uh, I hear you. Okay. Then, after a while, I was like, nah, could you, uh, nah, nah, could you not come over? Because you're just talking. You're a theorist. But we don't want to be theorists but we haven't changed our default. If you're going to go through pain, let it be the pain to change. Right? And don't be led by your emotions. They can't never guide you. Emotions are, emotions are not our friend. Right? All right, so, so this, this process is going to take prayer, it's going to take confession, and it's going to take fasting to renew our mind. I'm not going to get into all of it today. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to hit this principle, give you a couple of scriptures, and then uh, we'll get into the rest. Well, we can't get into the rest next week because next week is Resurrection Sunday. So we got to have a uh, renewing the spirit of your mind, the resurrection. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord's going to talk about next week, uh, but we'll have to come back after and finish the rest. But uh, so look, so I'll give you this prayer, confession, and fasting, of course, takes a lot of prayer, standing in communion with God. Confession is, I ask God in my communion with him to show me the, in the word how to help me change. So uh, I'll give you this testimony because I like to put myself out here. 
So uh, in a, we've been married, uh, August, it'll be 30 years, right? August 23rd, it'll be 30 years. In um, October 18th, it'll be 31 years we've known each other. So the first couple of years, you got me from Newark, New Jersey, her from Columbus, Ohio. Two A personalities, kind of clashed a little bit, right? So, I mean, it was just, I said a little bit, a lot. So, 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 but it, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it was stupid stuff, but our default was to protect ourselves, right? That's our default, protect ourselves. So, oh, no, 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 I ain't going to be him pecked. That, that was, that's what I came in with. Uh, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. That's what she came in with. Um, and so we kind of going at it. So I, you know, I always go to God. I went to God in prayer, like I said, and he gave me some instructions. He says, okay. He says, uh. But he had told me to call her to my office. I was working for the church at the time. The ministers was, the minister was, they was kind of going at it. Sure was. <laughs> and so I called her to my office. But she said she thought I was calling to the office to say it was over. But I gave her a piece of paper and a pen. I said, write down what you want in this relationship. And so she talked about, y'all figured I got a strong personality. She talked about uh, me overwhelming her. She talked about my countenance. Came from Jersey, so, you know. And I worked in corrections, and I'm a former basketball player. You don't go out on the court, hey, guys. <laughs> it's not how you, you know. The goal is for them to not read you and think you're stone. So no matter what was happening on the court, they would try to figure out what I'm thinking because I'm paying them no mind. So that's not a... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm a target now. You know, now everybody's trying to punk me. Yeah, in Newark, I can't go, so fellas, what do you want to do today? <laughs> it's not going to work in the, in the hood, and it's not going to work in corrections. So I had this, some of y'all might think I still got it, but I believe the Lord has shown me, she's told me there's been some changes, but, but this, this Newark, New Jersey game phase. So she's like, first of all, you intimidate me and everybody that comes around us, Right? You're scaring folk away. So that was, that was one thing. Um, it was a list. So I took the list. <laughs> I took the list. And I went to God and I asked for scriptures. So God gave me scriptures on, uh, of course, renewing the mind and stuff like that. And so I, I, I prayed them out and then I created a confession. I thank you, Lord. I'm slow to speak because, again, Quick recognition before you finish your mouth. I, bam, 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 bam. And be like, <laughs> you take a hit, right? So, uh, but the scripture says, be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath, right? Uh, the Bible says, the king utters all his mind. So I thank you, Lord, I'm slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath. A fool utters all his mind. Thank you. You got that one there, right? It's Proverbs 29, right? So, so, I, so uh, Lord, I thank you. Uh, um, slow speak, quick listen, slow to wrap. Holy Spirit is taming my tongue. I'm concealing matters, controlling my lips. I'm transformed by the newness of my mind. Have the mind of Christ, not uttering all my mind, but I'm clothed with humility. Diligent in your word, diligent in spending time with you, thirsting for your word, thirsting to spend time with you. And that thirst is being quenched daily. That's just a piece of the confession, besides blood confessions and everything else. But I started to pray that for me. Because, so she can get what she need. Then the Lord got on me and said, I want you to pray for her. 
So things started to change in me, prayer, confession, and fasting. So I had to cut out things that I like doing that was going to feed the flesh. I had to cut out some music, you know. So, so I started to live. I'm not feeding that flesh no more because I noticed anytime I fled the flesh, when we got into situations, the flesh will be the first responder. And you don't want Keith's flesh being the first responder. Just like uh, Ed was talking about Minister Lamar at the, uh, the hotel and the guy was coming at him crazy. He said, well, that wasn't the Minister Lamar I knew 10 years ago. 10 years ago, he would have snatched him over that counter. <laughs> right? He said, but, you know, he handled it in love. You know, he was talking about you this morning. Just go back and look at it. He gave you some props. Now, he got his wife the other week, but he gave you some props. I don't know, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Y'all might have to talk about that since y'all hanging out together. I just caused it trouble, right? So, but, but what I'm saying is, like, I had, I'm not telling you this because y'all need to get yourselves together. Now, I'm telling you this because this is what we all have to go through to get ourselves together. Prayer, fasting, um, confessions, right? So that, that, that's why I share that with you. I wasn't really... Because the Scripture says... Um, uh, be strengthened with might in the inner man. So we got to create a, a strength in our default. That means under pressure, our default will kick in and do what's best. Right now, a lot of times, we're strong to protect ourselves on the outside, but we weaken it on the inside. So when it comes time to do the right thing or the best thing, we don't have that inner core strength, and we end up doing the weak thing. Again, not because we're evil, evil, because we haven't exercised our inner man to have strength. That's Ephesians 1.18, right? And the other thing is, it's going to take the word, and we'll get into this in future weeks. It's going to take a lot of the word. Because the Bible says when you look in the word, it's like looking in a mirror. And you're changing to his image day by day. 2 Corinthians 3.18. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be changed into his image, not trying to conform to how I flow, right? So how are we going to do this? Meditate on the word day and night. That's what the scripture says, Joshua 1.8, right? So if I'm trying to flush out the noise and flush out the old man, I got to feed that new man, that spirit man with the word. Meditate day and night. It didn't say when I feel like it. It says day and night, Joshua 1.8. It says do all that's written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. So we got to meditate on the word day and night. And I gave you the scripture earlier, like, like, um, the interest of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. More word I get, more light I get, the more I can see clearly, right? And that's what it's, it's, it's really going to um, take. You know, meditation is the key. Meditating on this word. The Bible says through the word you get understanding. You have more understanding than the ancients, than your enemies, and even the, um, the elders. Or, you know, like you, you process all the, or it says even your teachers, you process even what's being communicated to you, you pick up quick. When a word is going forth, you now sometimes you feel overwhelmed. I don't know how I get this, I don't know how I get that. Just get more word. Just read the word daily. And after a while, you, it, it, the toughest puzzles will make sense. The toughest mysteries will be clear. Interview some of these people. Uh, interview Z. Z came in, Z wasn't reading the Bible. Every blue moon. And then, and, and then she was like, man, I don't even know these stories. So she got a children's Bible. She just humbled herself, got a children's Bible, started using the children's Bible so just, just so she could get a clear understanding along with the regular Bible. And Z all up in the Word now. 
talking about the word, understanding the word, break down the word. So she went through the agony. It became an appetite. And then it became amusement or pleasurable. But she had to go through the agony, right? And so this is the process for, because we have too many voices and we need to flush out the noise um, that's stopping us from actually moving in, in, in God. And, and listen, sometimes when I'm communicating, I know I'm communicating a level of confidence, but God is real to me. And I've gone through this process. So I'm not speaking, uh, y'all need to get yourself together as if I didn't go through the process. And I'm still growing. Like, I'm not stopping. I'm constantly trying to go to different, find out what I don't know, not try to prove what I do. But I'm saying this, to, I'm saying this because sometimes, sometimes we have a default that we reject somebody because they're confident. We reject somebody because, for whatever reason, they may, they may be charismatic. You know, we got to automatically default or they're light-skinned or they're bright or they're, they look happy. And we shut ourselves down as opposed to go, they're happy, they're bright. Seems like they're confident in what they talk about. I'm going to find out how they get to, got to that point. That's the way it's supposed to go. Not, I'm going to avoid anything that's going to stretch and challenge me. You know, they think they're all that. Let me ask you something. How are people supposed to think? That they're nothing? Uh, again, there's no competency of ourselves. It all comes from God. But what I'm saying is, when I get up every day, am I supposed to be self-loathing? Now, I'm not supposed to think... That, that, that I'm better than anybody or anything that was communicated the day I spoke. I'm, I, I ain't that stupid that we know that's God. But what I'm saying is, but when I, but I, if I go to play on a basketball court, am I supposed to like just be shaking and shivering and you could pass it to me, but there's a chance that I'm not going to make it. I'm supposed to think I can make every shot. I'm supposed to think I can't miss. Even though we all know Everybody misses. I'm supposed to handle the misses, but always think about I can make it. Same thing in life. So, 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 and I'm saying that because some of, some of us in our default is we're shutting down someone that's went through what we went through to shine as bright as they're shining. We don't relate because we go, oh, easy for them to say. No, it's not easy. I'm telling you right now, it's not easy for me to say. Like I never thought even this stage of my life was ever possible. I was trying to take myself out at 17. Every time I went to a club, I took every drug. Not, no, no, I'm talking about I didn't measure nothing. Every drug. And I used to tell my friends, worst case scenario, I die. It's not like I got anything to live for. But I couldn't see, you understand? I thought... That was my existence. I used to look up in the sky and go, so God, this is it, huh? I mean, you, they tell me how powerful you are, so you couldn't create something better than this? This is my life? No, it wasn't. It was the peace for me to go through the process, the preparation, the anguish, the test to get to this life. And we all in the same boat there. Like, so, so that's why I never look at anybody around here. I never look at, man, what's wrong with you? Why are you going through that? I never do that because I understand it's a process. It's a trick of the enemy. He's actually trying to make you think that there's a few great people and you're subservient to them. You'll never see greatness. There's nothing special for you or about you. 
That's what the adversary does. But God don't create anything that's less than great. He don't create anything that's not special. He just needs us to see him as the one that created it. He knows how to use it. Let's give it back to him. That's it. Right? That's it. All right, stand on your feet. That's all for today. We, 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 can, we can park it there.